I'm Arya Schwartz, along with Rachel Galligan, and welcome to the Windsider Show, where it's all about the W. Can you feel the excitement? The WNBA season is here. We got lots to discuss, so let's dive right in. show please consider joining our patreon community patreon.com backslash windsider less than a cup of coffee a month you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the w and don't forget to see our amazing staff's written content over at windsider.com if you're looking for a fun new way to enjoy the w join windsider on playback w watch parties are the way to go it's a fun new way to watch the games to enjoy the WNBA community the link is playback.tv forward slash windsider that's playback.tv forward slash windsider glad to be here with my amazing co-host hoff rachel galligan um if i don't embarrass rachel on an episode do we really have an episode funny uh little note as we enter in and we get ready for another season to start it's been like five six seven seasons together rachel it's been pretty crazy um i wish well one day we'll have to release the uh the video footage of us like in the background dancing to the intro <laughs> music every episode. Um, first of all, I want to remind everyone, I know everyone skips through the intro. It's all good. Don't worry about it. Make sure you subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com backslash Windsider. Make sure you do it because we have a lot of really cool content there. Um, a lot of exclusive content for now. We give betting information, betting tips, that's not behind the paywall. That's free for everyone at All Star. It will be going behind the paywall. So cash in on free money now. Um, but yeah, it's it's great content and definitely worth the subscription. We're going to go through the power ranking in a moment. And I'm going to end my rant with one more rant. And then I'll let Rachel start talking. I want to remind the people that Windsider is an outlet. The goal of creating Windsider was to put together a team of people dedicated and passionate about the W. Does the whole team agree on every take that we have as individuals? No, that's not the point. The point is to grow the game. There should be disagreements, debates, and arguments in a respectful way. Um, and our job is to grow the league by giving a platform for these hardworking individuals to not only get eyes on them and, and hopefully move on to bigger and better roles, but also to show the variety of opinions uh, in covering the W. And obviously, like I said, in a respectful uh, way and in the context of the women's basketball world. So let's go down uh, this WNBA power ranking according to the Winsider staff. Um, it's been pretty fun to do these things throughout the years because I think often power rankings can be kind of skewed by, um, well, national media. But uh, let's dive in, Rachel. I'm going to run down the list. Um, I'm going to throw the uh, the list in your face so that you can see it in the chat oh she's got it okay never mind got it. um and then uh let's see if we agree there's some things i agree with some things i don't agree well, with. well and just so people know this is actually a fun exercise i know you asked me if i wanted to do this and then it just didn't happen so i'm actually not a part of these power rankings at least this one so this is kind of the first time i've had a fresh set of eyes on it so i am glad to give you my opinion rachel giving the biggest cop out before no um <laughs> 
So let's start with the obvious ones, right? Number one, number two, Las Vegas Aces. We've talked about this until the season begins, until someone dethrones the best. I don't see how, unless there's like a huge roster movement, I don't see how you can remove them from being number one. They just won the championship. They added Candace Parker and Alicia Clark and Kayla George um, and removed some players who weren't providing the most in minutes or stats. So obviously Vegas, then New York, the other super team that was formed uh, this offseason, arguably was completely formed this offseason. Um, then, then we move down. And I'm just, you know what, I'm just going to run down the whole list and then we can kind of just discuss where, what we disagree with and so on. Washington, Connecticut, Phoenix, Atlanta, L.A., Dallas, Minnesota, Chicago, Indiana, and Seattle. Um, if there is one team, Rachel, that you think is in the right spot, either too high or too low, which do you think it is? Is the question that I think, how can they be in the right spot if I think they're too high or sorry, too Sorry, sorry, wrong spot, wrong, <laughs> wrong spot. Um, just, just initial reactions. Uh, I think Minnesota's a little high little high um having them at nine i think is really generous right now um i think dallas at eight seems a little bit low but i do think the news with diamond missing you know majority of the season that we kind of heard about yesterday um i guess you know makes me not as not hated as much um i think let's see i think indiana at 11 is solid i mean i think you could argue from a respect standpoint and a tradition standpoint in the last few years, you, Seattle should go above them. I think that's pretty harsh having Seattle at 12. Not going to Very lie. much agree. I've, I've no, but Rachel, Jewel Lloyd, as a young up and comer, like, here's my thing. <laughs> I'm going to get some flack for this. I got some, I'm going to get some flack for this, Rachel. Answer me this. Is there a single player on Indiana? If, all right, I'll put it this way. If you could draft from the Seattle or the Indiana roster, what's who's the first player you're picking? I don't know. It's hard for me not to not to really consider Noessa Smith. I Fair, mean, but I feel like Jewel Lloyd is the obvious choice right, as of right. now. In right? terms and, of all-star, established, veteran, Mamba mentality, I agree. I mean, you look at Jewel Lloyd, and yes, it's hard for me to put Noessa Smith above her. That's for sure. I agree. Um, and that, that's just why, in my opinion, if if I think there's – I, seeing Seattle at 12 just rubs me the wrong way. Um, I agree I with I, Dallas being below, below LA, honestly, like, I, I, sorry, I agree with you on, on, on those two should flip because here's my thing. Call me crazy. I, I feel like there's the timing also matters, right? Because Rachel, I know we agreed when diamond to shields got traded to Dallas, we both had many questions of how's that going to work? So for me, seeing Diamond out, while I agree she's a good player, I still have questions of the fit. So it's not like this huge, you're losing an all-star WNBA champion, this is going to destroy the team. It's not like a huge knock in my mind that would that would move them a place or two. That's just my opinion. Yeah, yeah and, I, and I, I love what LA's doing. I think they had a good offseason. I think, you know, the new regime there, Kurt Miller, like, it's, it's going to get better. I mean, good Lord, it can't possibly get any worse. But... You know, to have them at seven, I would flip flop Dallas. I'd put Dallas, you know, in that six seven category. Debatable with Atlanta. I mean, 
still a lot to be seen from Atlanta. You know, it's promising. It looks really good. But, like, I kind of put da- Atlanta and Dallas in that same spot because of different circumstances. Like, right in the middle of the pack, I think L.A. should drop below Dallas at this point. What do you think about Minnesota and Chicago, especially considering – now, granted, I, I will say this. The, the numbers were tabulated well before – no, I shouldn't say well before, soon before the the preseason game. And I know it's a preseason game. There's only so much. And also this was based on before some of these cuts happened. Granted, I don't think any of the cuts, you know, move anybody on. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think, uh, who was it? Uh, Alexis Morris being cut by Connecticut dropped them from three to fourth. Or, and I'm just using her as an example. Um, yeah, or cuts we've seen the last few days. I will say. I mean, just to put it out there, I'm very surprised at Chicago's um, final roster and the cutting of Kiana Trailer. I mean, again, if we're just looking at pure rookies, that one was very surprising to me. There's a lot of question marks with Chicago, just with it being such a brand new team. Sorry to cut you off, but no, you're good. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess I can see the logic of you know Minnesota kind of keeping a core together, being more consistent than a Chicago. I just think Chicago has more talent. So I would flip-flop Minnesota and Chicago. But back to your point, no, I I don't see any cut that's like complete game changer. The biggest news, in my opinion, is Diamond missing time with with Dallas. That's been the biggest blow that affects a team early on that we've seen. Fair. I would say the the Isabel Harrison injury um, definitely impacts Chicago. Luckily, happily, this has not been a off season of injury, right? Like we've had that historically. There's almost always, yeah. I sh- maybe I shouldn't have said that. Um, I just feel like historically, at least over the last like five or so years, it's not just Stewie. It's not just Alyssa Thomas. There's other people also um, that just like during the off season have gotten overseas injuries that have impacted whatever of the W the opening weekend, all of that. Um, I think in general, the the really interesting thing for me is kind of talking to different people in the W space, whether it's media, whether it's players, coaches, people in the know. Um, my dear friend, uh, Rachel Galligan. <laughs> um, I think the interesting aspect for one, one of the interesting aspects is when you look at three through 12, it's all about weighing a variety of different factors, right? Because like Washington stacked roster. I do think there's some offensive question marks there. Um, But I think it's easy. You fall prey to saying, you know, this is a, this is a very similar team to what we've seen of recently, but they're healthy. While that, in my opinion, not to be a knock against little T as I like to call him Eric Kibo. Um, (laughs) But like, that's a different coach. This is someone who's never been a head coach in a professional league before. And while you have the roster that I think rightfully so puts you in the number three spot, right? You arguably have the third or fourth or second or first best player in the world, right? Um, in Elena Deladon, the deli, she'll slice you up. Um, and then Connecticut also, a team similarly stacked and has adjusted. And and if I was sitting here with Connecticut still having Kurt Miller as coach with the roster they have now, I think I would feel more confident in it. But I just look at this and I go, 
you know, the three, four, and five, I really like their rosters. I question their coaching. Six is kind of that equal balance of I like the coach, but the roster isn't there yet. And then from that point on, it's kind of just like a fluctuation of roster and a new coach or, you know what I mean? Am am I even making sense? No, you are. You are. I was going to say, I don't remember a season covering the league outside of now where I've had more question marks, you know, just like, honestly, even from the top, like, okay, Las Vegas might be the most steady team in terms of what we can expect. I think Atlanta, to some degree, we kind of know what we're going to expect. You expect some, some type of jump to some degree. Liberty. I mean, I know it sounds great, but like, what the hell does that look like? And that's going to take some time. They're going to have some hiccups. They're not just going to run through people. I mean, I don't think so. They will at times. Um, Washington, as you said, massive amounts of question marks with, again, you're, you're running it back with a design of a team, but you've got a new coach. And what does that look? Connecticut, all brand new. Phoenix, okay, they're running it back too to some degree, but like, how is it going to look? Now you're implementing a, an MVP caliber, caliber player back into the league, praise God. But what does that look like with, with Griner back on the court and Tarazi at this stage of her career? But also, and a coach that, I mean, at best, yeah, yeah, was questionable last year. Drama of last year in Phoenix was unbelievable at times. So can they shore that up? Um, so Atlanta seems one of the more steady teams in terms of what to expect. L.A., I mean, I think we know it's going to be better, but, like, what does the product look like? We don't know. Dallas, he's kind of been floating in this, like, potential. Wait, sorry, sorry. Back back to Atlanta real quick. I just, hearing you say that, it just made me realize, like, can you, I don't think this is a crazy world that we live in, or to think of, but, like, Atlanta, we do live in a crazy world, Um, but Atlanta, like, taking too many steps forward this year just because of the uncertainty and the unsteadiness of over of so many of these other teams i could very well see atlanta being you know a i'm gonna say it now this is crazy as all hell it's the season hasn't started so it's now's the time i could see them being three through five totally seated going in the playoffs i totally agree like crazy as it might sound but they have continuity, they have steadiness, and I think the players that they've added this offseason make them a better team in the long haul. Um, and I think that's a, a key thing. I know I touched on it recently on Twitter, just saying, like, I'm sorry, expanding the league is not the answer because a, a, a very underrated aspect, in my opinion, is how teams have to operate short-sightedly because – they have to go, I need to cut this player because I need to fit this 11-person roster right now, as opposed to saying, I have three spots or two spots of players that I know they're not going to play, but they can grow. And I think it's almost encapsulates the mindset of the W as a whole of, yeah, we might be part past the part of like, be thankful we're here, but we're still in the mindset of like, are like, it's almost like after an earthquake, you're like, okay, has the ground stopped moving? Like, are we on steady ground now? And I think that's going to be the next growth is going from teams having to think about very short-sighted ways to long-term ways. But that that's just a whole nother yeah. discussion. No, I, I agree. I That's a whole other rant, especially when we start talking about expansion. And I will continue to just 
we're already talking about hardships. We haven't even started a season. I mean, what's up with all these hardships these last few years, you know, and it's going to be the same thing this year. It's completely exhausting. I wish, I wish we had, you know, 13, 14 spots on the roster, but that's another rant. Yeah. I going back to my point, looking at the rest of these power rankings. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you could, you could, pose a question a massive not just there's always questions headed into a season right like what's this look like new team blah 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 but like these are just monstrous questions it's hard to really sit down and and really have a decent idea of what even this product is going to be let alone how are these players going to mesh so yeah I mean I'm just that's that that's the biggest thing I'm feeling looking at this these teams is I could go right down the line and say I have huge questions about this I have huge questions about that Chicago Sky we see an end of an era what does that look like Indiana Fever do are they going to be able to bring this youth movement? Are they going to be able to take that next step with a, with a veteran piece like an Erica Wheeler and, 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 you know, find themselves in a, in a, in a nine seed at the end of the season. That's probably a big jump for where they're at right now, but it's possible, you know, or, or are they just going to kind of continue to say it's that building block? You know, I'm looking for the fever to take at least like when, when it's all said and done, if they are, at that nine ten spot, that's a successful season. That that's what I think right now. Yeah. Um, Seattle Storm, huge question mark. So yeah, I mean, I just I've never felt like I had this many question marks headed into a season. I mean, because think about it, a coaching change was half the league felt like there was a coaching change. I mean, we we were so used to going into a season and knowing, hey, the, the Connecticut Sun were going to look this way, you know, the 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 Aces were going to look this way, the Mystics were going to look this way, Minnesota is going to look this way. Phoenix is going to look that way. I mean, there was a, there was, and then the, the bottom tier teams, you kind of sat there and questioned what, what does that look like? It's, it's really across the board. So that's the biggest point that I just keep coming back to, you know, as we head into opening day tomorrow, um, I'm just so excited to just finally see the product and, and have a somewhat of a, a semblance of an idea of what we're, what, what we can look forward to. What do you, I know what I look for in opening weekend, right? In the first, I, I, I say the first three games are kind of a litmus test. Figure out where you are, what's going on. Like, t- like two preseason games, like the amount of length that the camp is. Like, I know everyone likes to say, you know, two weeks of camp is a long time and blah, 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 blah. But like, I'll be real. The roster gets whittled down. So let's say as of today, right? Last day to make cuts. As of last night, eight teams had set rosters. That means for like, what a day and a half, excuse me, a day and a half. These game day rosters are actually practicing together. Now, I don't know what's going on in camp. Maybe they're getting more runs together. I would assume so. But still, like, we can talk about camp being short. Talk about the fact that now we're throwing together these groups of people and saying, hey, you're a team. Now let's go run it after like one or two days together as a solidified team with that that security. So for me, it's just like the first three games are very much. So like, let me see what, let me see how these questions are answered. Kind of what direction is this team going in? Are they headed in the right direction or are they just trying to dig themselves out of a hole? Yeah. I think you, um, I think you're able to look at a few things. One, just types of action style of play, the things that have really been emphasized the last week and a half, two weeks, whatever it's been, you know, just, Product on the floor, style of play, a lot of new coaches. So what does that look like? What is a Steph White system in Connecticut? What's that going to look like? What is a Patricia Trammell system going to look like in Dallas? And, and yeah, we did get a peek at that. 
uh, with the preseason game, but you still have to, th those are tough. So I think from a style of play um, and a philosophy standpoint, that's what I'm looking at. But also, let's not forget that all these, uh, the, the however many past years, we were headed into this opening weekend and Courtney Vandersloot wasn't there. Whoever wasn't there, you know, half the, half of these stars were still over in Europe. So there is a prioritization aspect of this where we're going to see more complete rosters right off the bat, um, which has an immediate impact for these teams long term. You know, you, I mean, yeah, there are some players, there are some question marks. You know, we talk about Gabby Williams, um, some players kind of going back and forth, you know, like who will be here for a couple weeks, then they'll go back to Europe and then they'll rejoin the team. So there are there are isolated incidents where, you know, there is going to be some ebb and flow, but you know, this is going to be one of the first times we've, we're seeing complete teams, more complete teams right off the bat. And that's exciting. I mean, I'm not, I could, I could debate the prioritization clause and rule for back and forth for a thousand different reasons, whether I agree with it, or whether or not, but from a fan's perspective, from a WNBA product perspective, from the WNBA side of things, I think it's a positive um, for this weekend, just being able to see complete teams. The superstars are here. They're not finishing up their seasons over in Europe. You know, they, they've been together in camp. There is more consistency from that standpoint. So I'm, I'm looking towards that as well. I love it. Um, let's do some bold predictions. I'm going to make some crazy statements, okay? The Washington Mystics in opening weekend play the New York Liberty and the Connecticut Sun. Now, tell me, I know this is a hot take. But you know what? It's preseason bold predictions. It's my last chance to make like the craziest predictions. Um, oh God, I'm going this early on. Oh, first of all, we will be doing pick. This is bold predictions. We're not even at pick them yet, Rachel. No, no, bold predictions, which kind of gives leeway to my pick them because we're only going to do pick them for opening night. Um, and then every episode, whatever the, the most recent game or the most upcoming game. Will and be, I'm pretty like, sure know. I'm like six and oh in pick them the last six years. <laughs> Just so you know. I freaking hate you. <laughs> One year, I was beating you all year, and then the last day of games, you, like, beat me by one game or some bullshit. Um, excuse my language. Whatever. <laughs> La last year, you destroyed me. Fair. Um, you, ha you had an early lead, and then I just had to do some re really crazy takes to try and catch up. Um, yeah. All right. My, my bold prediction is the Washington Mystics go undefeated in opening weekend. That means on Friday night, they beat the Liberty. And then on Sunday afternoon, they beat the Mystics. Or sorry, they beat the Sun. I don't even think that's that bold. I, I think for a lot of... He's ready to crown New York, which I understand that too. But like, it's got to come together. I've got to see it. And it could take some time. You you do have much more consistency. And I wouldn't, I mean, with Elena Deladon healthy and this team playing, like, they're they're not going to come limping into this thing. I don't even think that that's that big that bold of a take. I don't. Um, what about this bold take? The Phoenix Mercury play the LA Sparks at freaking eleven p.m. Eastern for Brittany Griner's first game back. Throw all the shade at the league. I like. I don't care. You swap that game. You do something different because yeah. millions of people want to watch that game, and you just fumbled the snap on that. Um. Then they play on Sunday, the Chicago Sky at 4 p.m. Crazy, crazy take, and I actually think is the oh crazy take. The Mercury will not win opening weekend. Mm. They will go 0-2 in opening weekend, losing to the LA Sparks. I I just think 
early games have a lot of show for the coaching staff and what they did in preparation. And I just, I got to give the edge to Kurt and James over Nygaard. Okay. Even though I think maybe, not maybe, I think the Mercury are a better roster than the Chicago Sky and a better roster than the LA Sparks. Um, Mercury is always one of those teams too, where again, last year it was like, just throw it away. Just literally throw it away, please. God, don't let me relive that. But there are one of those. Rachel, you know, you want a a reality TV show documentary regaling (laughs) all of the amazing drama. I don't, I really don't. No one does, but I, I do think some of that carries over. And I do think I could see Phoenix hitting their stride like after the like like kind of going back and forth and teetering and messing around and Drazi sitting out a few games and blah 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 but I think Griner will be dominant but it will take time for her to get her rhythm has not played the circumstances you know the last year and a half unbelievable I do think there'll be some serious nervous jitters but she'll be up an MVP conversation this year mark my word I completely agree with that my early MVP picks if I had to pick and I think uh, our incredible writer Donnie Barlavie uh, posted a Winsider Bets um, article the other day, basically stating if they were going to put money down, it's on Delhi or BG because sure. you're going to get. Now, granted, if you're smart, you go with whichever team you think is going to be a top two team because historically in the W, right. you don't win MVP unless you're a top two team. Right. Um, that said, I don't, that's why I don't think BG will win it this year. Other than if she's putting up good enough stats, I think it's gonna be really hard for voters to vote against her given the whole story, but whatever. Playing devil's advocate with myself. It is, it is, that's a big expectation, right? From what was, what, how she played in 2021 to now 2023. You just, you don't just ease into that. You don't just turn that back on. That will take time. So I agree. I think this could hit a bunch of roadblocks early on. It's it, it will not surprise me. It will not worry me because this is a team historically that finds their stride middle, end of the season. They find that pot Even without Sandy. Yeah, they, they get that emotion. They start rolling. They're playing together. You know, I think we'll see that type of a semblance of team this year. I But I do think an interesting aspect is going to be the Phoenix Mercury, to your point, have always historically been that team that, you know, finds its stride late kind of lives to be caught to be under to be the underdog and to have stuff written about them i think it's going to be a a shift and an interesting shift to see this team no longer be the underdogs in the in the sense of people want bg to win and people want to see her doing good back and so i think there's definitely going to be a difference in relation to past seasons, uh, just in that regard. And I predict, and I predict a much more cohesive team, even with Nygaard still at the helm. I, yes. I think because you've got the Griner effect, and like, how does that not just bring a team together? And yeah. the emotion surrounding that, and the passion surrounding that. Like, if I'm her teammate, man, I'm ready to run through a brick wall every single night. Oh yeah. Um, so I think it'll be really fun to watch Phoenix, and they're they're a dangerous team. That's a team that can beat anyone probably any given night. Or they could lose to anyone any given night, you know. Like it's, it's, it's. They're they're always fascinating, you know, to talk about Phoenix in this light. Opening night, pick them, Rachel. We're at that point. Okay. Are you well, ready? First game, we've got Connecticut Sun, Indiana Fever. I'm going Connecticut. Same. I I don't think Fever win this opening. 
Um, opening weekend. Liberty at Mystics. I'm going DC. I'll go New York. Are you letting down? Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got it. Don't worry. Don't be cheating over there, man. Don't you don't hear the clickety click click. <laughs> um, Sky at Lynx, third game of the night. I'm gonna let you go first because here's and here's the thing. It's always the biggest struggle when I'm picking Lynx games because I view them so closely. I personally, I think after just watching the preseason game the other day in Canada, shout out to Canada, they did that right. I'm not giving the W credit for that. I'm giving Canada the credit for that because as we know, because as we know from All Star, the W does a certain amount of things and expects the host city to do the majority of things. And it comes down to what the host city is willing to do. And I think Canada knocked it out of the park, uh, similar to Vegas, similar to Chicago when they did all stars. Um, I'm going Minnesota just because assuming fee will be back. Milich will be back. Um, and I think also, I mean, I'll just say it. There's a lot of Twitter talk about some of the players on the Minnesota Lynx coming into that game that I think maybe distracted the team a little bit. Who knows? Uh, so I'm going Minnesota, even though I still think that they're not a playoff team. I don't know. I don't know. It's like me versus you. My sky versus the Lynx. You got to go with them. You got to just I mean, go with them. At this point, what's it really matter? Because I, I just, I, I don't look forward to this game whatsoever, to be honest. I do. <laughs> I do, but it's just <laughs> no. I got you. What is this gonna look like? I don't know. I'll go. I'll go Chicago just to be different. Cool. Uh, Phoenix Mercury at the LA Sparks. You you predict you predicted LA. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say that Phoenix catches lightning in a bottle. They come out hot. I'll just go opposite. Let's just go opposite on all the things for opening day. Well, except Sun Fever. I think we're all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, Rachel, we have come to that point in the episode. Who's your goat? Not answering. 